0: Today, because of concerns about a virus that could be dangerous to some, we've chosen not to gather to worship in First Covenant Sanctuary on Capitol Hill, but are instead worshiping in our homes, in small groups, in families. When I looked at the gospel text for today and I chose the sermon title, Can You Drink From This Cup?, I had no idea how relevant that might be in a way I never intended to this virus outbreak. Everyone is telling us not to drink from a cup from which someone else has been drinking. So keep safe. We will read the text and hopefully the question will make sense on this second Sunday in Lent. The gospel reading for today, Mark 10, 35 to 45, pulls us closer to the cross, which is the destination of our Lenten journey. Jesus and his disciples have set out for Jerusalem. There he tells them he will be condemned to death, suffer, and be killed. Jesus makes it very clear to the disciples what lies ahead, suffering, death, and resurrection. And the only way to resurrection is through suffering and death. No way around them, only a way through them. But the disciples as Mark pictures them don't get it. They are clueless. If you have any doubts about this, read on. James and John pull Jesus aside. Teacher, they tell him, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Their audacity here is breathtaking. And what are they asking from him? When you come into your glory, when you come into your kingdom, let us sit one of us at your right hand and the other at your left hand glory here is power the power jesus will have when he is king in spite of everything jesus has told them and he has told them over and over again the disciples see jesus as an avenger messiah the chosen one who will ride into jerusalem on a war horse and vanquish his enemies will toss out Herod and the Romans in a bloody game of thrones. He will restore David's kingdom, and when he does this, the disciples expect to be at his side, grabbing everything they can. They expect the chosen one to choose favorites. James and John want to sit at Jesus' side. Whoever sat to the right of the king was most trusted the most powerful person in the kingdom, next to the king himself. Whoever sat sat to the left also had great power. James and John wanted this power. They wanted this glory. They wanted to be first to drink the sweet, strong ale of glory from the victor's cup. They wanted to grab a piece of the kingdom for themselves. What is Jesus' response? You have no idea what you are asking. Are you able, he asks them, to drink from the cup I drink? Are you able to be baptized with my baptism? We are able, they answer. Absolutely. So many throughout history have said. So many who thirst for power still say. John Dean was White House counsel during the Nixon years. He was close to the president. He saw everything that happened. He describes this in his book, Blind Ambition. When Dean started his job, he writes, he walked through the Oval Office and the West Wing. The White House, he said, was in a state of perpetual flux. Furniture and files were being moved. Offices were constantly being exchanged. Everyone jockeyed for position, he says. They all wanted to be close to the president. Success or failure, Dean writes, could be seen in the size, decor, and location of someone's office. Anyone who moved to a smaller office was on the way down. A carpenter, or a cabinet maker, or a paper hanger in someone's office was a sure sign that he was on the rise. Dean's office was in the basement next to the toilet. I was at the bottom of the ladder, he says, and instinctively I began to climb. For a thousand days I would serve as counsel to the president. I learned to work my way upward, into a place of influence, and I traveled downward through power plays, corruption, and outright crimes. Although I would be rewarded, he said, True advancement came from doing things that built bands of trust or guilt. In the Nixon White House, he says, these paths up and down diverged yet came back together. Slowly, steadily, I would climb toward the moral abyss of the president's inner circle until I finally fell into it. Thinking I had made it to the top, he says, I began to realize I had actually touched bottom. Such is the thirst for power. A cautionary tale from John Dean about blind ambition that is still relevant. What was the blind ambition of James and John? Teacher, we want you to do whatever we ask of you. We want an office next to yours. We want to taste some glory. The other disciples overhear the conversation and they are furious. They're furious because they didn't get to Jesus first. So Jesus, as he often did, pulls them aside and speaks some hard truth to them. He tells them, you sound just like the Romans. Their rulers climbed a power on each other's bodies. They lord it over one another. The Greek word is... To exercise power from above, the word is kata, which is over. They have dominion, absolute power over those under them. You can hear his exasperation. Jesus repeats the word, but with more force to describe a dictator or a tyrant. Your authority, he reminds them, is not from above, but from below. Whoever would be great among you, and the word here is mega, must be a servant of others, diakonos, the word from which we get deacon, someone who in their freedom chooses to serve others, someone who does not lead from above, but leads from below. Christians do not pull people down, they lift them up. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says those who exalt themselves, who lift themselves up, will be humbled brought down. But those who humble themselves, the word humble has implied within it a choice, these will be lifted up. Choosing to be humble and being humiliated are different things. If in your freedom you have chosen to be humble, no one can ever humiliate you because you have chosen the lower place. And in doing this, You are the one with real power, because no one can take anything away from you that you have not already given away. Choose the lowest place, Jesus said, and you will have nothing to lose. Lose your life for my sake, he said, and you will find it. Here we get to the heart of Jesus' teaching. As I've said many times, Threats, which come from above, can change behavior, at least for a while. But mercy, which comes from below, from the depths of God's love and our own hearts, is given freely to others, and mercy changes people, not just behavior. The Apostle Paul told the Philippian church to have the same mind as Christ who freely chose to take the lowest place, who emptied himself into our lives, took the form of a servant, diakonos, and God lifted him up, exalted him. There is no resurrection without a grave. You've got to go down to be lifted up. So when offered the cup of suffering and death, take it. Drink it to the bottom. You will find there resurrection, the ultimate victor's cup. And the bitterness of the first taste will give way to the sweet taste of hope and resurrection. Can you drink from this cup? May it be so. Amen.